Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Jennifer and the team at Harshman Services do an amazing job of helping businesses grow and become more successful and organized by using blog posts, search engine optimization, and email marketing to reach your clients. I'm so thankful for how Jennifer and her team have helped me become more successful in my business. And if you're a realtor out there, I know that you can often get stressed and want to work smarter, not harder. You need something that you can set and forget about. So check out what Jennifer has built at RealtorEmails.com. She has an amazing offer and affordable tools to help you become more successful in your business. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. On today's interview, I am so excited to have George Avila with us. George is a realtor there in the Dallas area. He aims to make the real estate transaction fun, inviting, and seamless for everyone involved. He's a founder of the 2A Realty Group and a coinciding real estate investor and has an extensive background in the industry and has cultivated a deep understanding of the buying, selling, negotiating, and the local markets. He has an array of skills, and he and his wife, Sarah, have eight amazing kids. When I first read that, I was like, oh my goodness, how does he do it with that many kids? And so I'm sure we'll get into it on this episode, but very thankful for him. He's a deep man of faith and passion and just helping his clients, doing a great job. So George, thanks so much. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me, John. I appreciate it. That's quite the introduction. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So let's just let's just jump right in. Like how in the world I when I saw that, I was like, this has to be a talking point. So I can imagine. So eight kids. How old are they? How the heck do you guys do it with a crazy, you know, real estate business there in the Dallas area? Well, uh, not go crazy. That's debatable. It depends on who you That's ask. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we stay extremely busy. That is for sure. In addition to having eight kids, uh, we homeschool our, our kids. And when I say we, I mean my wife. Um, That's right. I'm, not, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not very involved in that at all, but I, I help and support as, as I can. But uh, yeah, so, you know, oldest is 19, youngest is five, pretty evenly spaced there with a set of twins in there as well. So, and it's, it's just my wife and I, uh, it's not a blended family, just the, you know, the, the two of us became the 10 of us. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> wow. so we, we stay, I mean, we stay real busy. It's, um, there's not much downtime uh, in our household. That's for sure. We, we are very involved in our church. And one of the best things about that is our kids are very involved too. So we mm-hmm. love to serve. We love to help out and our kids. And one of the most beautiful things about that is our kids do as well. Like they mm. just, they just love to serve. They love to help out. They love to just help others. So it's, it's a lot. It's a mm-hmm. challenge. It's definitely, it's definitely a lot of hard work, but now that we do have the older kids, they help a lot too. So the older ones can help, you know, watch the younger ones. We can actually go out on dates now and do dinner together and, yeah. and actually, you know, even get away now and then. <laughs> wow. Well, that's awesome. I can't imagine we only have two and it feels like a circus sometimes, but that's just encouragement that like someone always has it a little crazier. And I, I've always been encouraged and maybe you can kind of speak to this in your journey with um, your wife and, and all the kids. 
I've always been told that like God kind of gives you the grace for like each season because we have, and it's interesting talking to you, you know, with your eight kids, ages five to 19 in my mastermind group, we have, um, friends in there and like, I'm in there with the the husbands. And then, um, we went to dinner once. And so we have a two and a half year old and a one year old. And then the next set, the next couple, their youngest is four. So just kind of got out of the diaper season and their oldest is 17. So no adult kids yet, but everything from like diapers to almost adult. And then the third couple, their youngest is 17 and their oldest is 22. So it's very interesting. And I didn't, this is why I love these conversations. I didn't plan to talk about this, but I'd love to hear it in your life. I just think it's very interesting. Like we often in our lives can be like, oh, we're just so tired, emotionally drained. And, and when we had dinner with these two couples, they were like, try to enjoy the seasons because no diapers is nice, but then you have, you know, middle schoolers and high schoolers and then, you know, having adult kids is nice, but then, you know, you're trying to figure out, you know, you're not really bossing them around, right? They don't, you know, a 20 year old kid living in your home isn't necessarily obeying mom and dad. And um, so I would just, I mean, if you don't mind sharing, like, tell us about that as you've kind of been on this journey. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it, <laughs> it's definitely a, a journey for sure. Our, our circus is just a little bit bigger than yours. I mean, I, I remember having one, two kids, <laughs> right. it is, it's crazy. It just, it just kind of, you know, it just kind of grows. It becomes a little mm-hmm. bit bigger of a circus, but yeah, it's a, you know, every stage you go through, you definitely have those new challenges. And, you know, when, when you have babies and you're in the diaper phase, you're like, Oh my goodness, this is so difficult. We, you know, lack of sleep and, you know, just holding the baby and figuring out how to do things while you're holding a baby. And then we, you know, after we had four, we had the, the twins. So we went from four to six and it was like, Oh my goodness, how do we do this with two babies now? So yeah, every stage is different and every stage has its own challenges for sure. But I, I agree with that completely. I feel old when I say this now, because it's stuff that like, you know, the, our parents used to say was that it goes so fast Yeah, and it's so true. It's so true, man. I mean, to think that I have a 19 year old, he'll be 20 this year is, is just, is crazy. My wife and I were just having this conversation yesterday. Like, how did we get old? Like, yeah. when did that <laughs> I'm still like, in I'm my twenties. How do I have a 19 year old? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. At least I look like it. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it, it definitely is. Each each stage, you know, when we look back at now going, oh, you know what? The baby stage was so easy compared to teenagers. Yeah. You know, when our oldest hit 16, 15, 16, it was like this whole new world of issues. And of course, growing up, raising kids in this era of, you know, mm-hmm. self smartphones, not even just cell phones, but smartphones and the connections and the internet, the way it is and the access to everything is nuts. I mean, you know, we take it for granted because we've had it for so many years now. I'm a little older than you, but I didn't grow up with it. You know, I, I got my first cell phone at 17. Same senior year of high yeah, school. I, I think when I got a car, I got a phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, it's, it, and that was just a, just a phone. I don't know if yours was a smartphone, at the time, but that was just a phone that I could make calls on. You know, I used to have a pager. So I had, I had snake. I remember snake. That was so fun. <laughs> Text messages and snake T nine. That's all you needed. That's all you needed back then. You were, yeah. you were living large. That's right. But yeah. So, so raising teenagers now with smartphones and the, the connections that they have is so, so different. You don't realize some of the stuff that's 
out there because there's so, you know, the, the progress is just so great. And there's so many new things that come out, you know, so rapidly and uh, behind all that stuff as a parent, you've got to be really, really careful because you don't know who's on the other side. You don't know what, you know, what information is being shared, who they're playing games with, who they're, so it's, mm-hmm. it's a whole nother yeah. world of, of challenges. And, and then again, I say that and, and we joke going, you know, how did our parents do it when we didn't have cell phones? We didn't have, That's right. <laughs> and, and they didn't know where we were. It was just, Hey, come back at, you know, by this time and <laughs> we either made it or we didn't. So it's just, it's different, you know, but, but definitely enjoy the seasons for sure. Because while you're in them, it seems like, you know, it's so trying and, and it seems like it's going to last forever and it'll never end. And sometimes you find yourself going, man, I can't wait until, you know, we're past this phase, but you're never going to get it back. Well, unless you have more kids, but you're never going to get it back mm-hmm. with those kids. So, yeah. uh, so definitely, you know, find a way to, to enjoy every season and, and just enjoy that time. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. And it's cool to kind of hear your journey, not even real estate, but the personal side is so cool. And I think it's motivation for all the realtors out there. Like everyone has it hard, right? It's just a different kind of hard. Your hard is hard. My hard is hard. And it's just different seasons. So, so through all that, eight kids, right? Where did real estate come in? And what made you say like, hey, I want to become a realtor and, and help people, you know, doing real estate? That's a story that kind of a, a story of, of many years. So back in 02, when we were pregnant with our, our first, I had been in retail management for years. I was managing jewelry stores and things like that. And those hours just weren't you know conducive to, to having a family. So I decided, you know, I need to make a change. I need to do something different. And it always had an interest in real estate. So, uh, you know, at a relatively young age, looking back on it now, I was young. I decided to get in real estate. Well, Things didn't quite go the way I had planned, and my wife and I decided to to move. We, I grew up in Finger Lakes area of Western New York, and that's where I got my real estate license initially. Well, didn't really do much with it. We decided to move to Phoenix, and I decided to go into the mortgage side of the business there. Okay. So I spent about five years in mortgages in Phoenix, and that, that was from 03 to 08 that we were in Phoenix. In 07, a little thing happened, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I was just thinking the minute you said 08, I was like, oh, he was in it during the during the worst of the worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was uh, I was smack dab in the middle of it. And we got crushed and co-owned a mortgage banking office with a partner of mine. I had had sold him my share in it's either beginning of 07 or maybe it was even 06. It was because my wife had wanted to move back near family. That's still what I was doing for a living. And yeah, we got we got crushed. Uh, you know, the company we were affiliated with. Had to shut down when Countrywide and the big B of A and the big bank called all their wholesale lines. Um, the company that we we're affiliated with, which is First Magnus Financial, shut down, and therefore we shut down. And it just didn't make sense at the time to reopen under a different you know banner because the business was. I mean, there was just it was just a brutal time. So we went through <laughs> we went through some challenges. I mean, we lost everything, and so yeah. Uh, at that time, I actually moved, we moved back to New York. My uh, my brothers called me up and said, "Hey, we need somebody to take over marketing and advertising for a, a company that we had started years ago." Well, my oldest brother had started when he came out of the military. It was a firearms forum called AR15.com. It's the world's largest online firearms community. So that was kind of you know we were debating what am I going to do next. I had actually been applying for. Uh, we'll dig deep here, man. I had I had gone into uh, 
something else I had always had an interest in was law enforcement. So I had applied with some some police departments in Phoenix area, and Mesa PD actually told me, "Hey, you're our next hire, but we have a hiring freeze, and we don't know how long it's going to last." And here I am with four kids at the time. Yeah. yeah, four kids at the time, and going well. I was working in a restaurant, tending bar, just trying to make ends meet. And uh, my brothers called, and it was just this blessing. I'm like, okay, uh, you know, we've got to go. We we have to go. We have so we had to leave everything behind, and and I went back to New York and. Um, I was an owner of the company, but there was really no profits up until that point. And I said, hey, we're growing. We're starting to make some money, come back and, and let's grow this thing. So I did. So I went back there and that's what I did for the next 13 years. And then a few years back, we decided to sell the company. And I thought, uh, you know, it's time to get back into real estate, which is always kind of my one of my first loves and something I really enjoyed. And so I went back into real estate, uh, won Rookie of the Year with Keller Williams locally here. And it's just been a, a whirlwind of... <laughs> of all kinds of stuff going on from, you know, being an agent to uh, starting an investment company. Yeah. You know, to all of that, just, it's been one crazy whirlwind after another. Yeah, for sure. That is crazy. And so, I mean, you know, I was just writing down notes, you know, you kind of had all these different things, you know, from retail management getting out of that to being in mortgage, losing everything, just trying to make ends meet. There were a lot of, I'm sure, hard things along the way. Did that help you like be motivated once you got into real estate to really like hustle and grind? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There was no option for failure. I mean, it. you know, you, you hear about the failure rate and this and that, and, yeah. and there, it just wasn't an option. You know, for me, it was, this is how I'm going to support my family moving forward, period. You know, and, and that was it. And having eight kids that by that point, it was, uh, there was, I mean, yeah, there was no option. It was, I have to make this work, I have to succeed at it. So the motivation is huge for sure. When your back's to the wall, you find new ways to fight and new ways to scrape and grind. And, you know, for me, part of that was, and still is six days a week, 12 yeah. to 15 hour days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's still, that's the challenge that I, I'm faced with now is, okay, I've got to find a bit of a schedule so that. I have, you know, more time with my wife and the kids and and so now we're trying to get back to some normalcy. Yeah, no, I, I totally appreciate that. And on the podcast, I shared my story right from my days in the W2 world from like, you know, the mental stuff I struggled with after losing my final W2 job. And I still remember the day it was February 26, 2019 all the way to creating something, you know, just over three years later, but it is crazy. And people will often say to me, well, how have you created success? And I was like, you know, it's kind of like you just said, I had no option. I had no choice because I still remember like we <laughs> I'm careful about what I say on the podcast when it's going to happen, but we will pay off our house like that's the goal. Like we're paying off our house soon. And so it's literally crazy to go from 2019. I don't know how I'm going to be able to afford my mortgage to 2022. You've now paid off your house that you owed, you know, 160, $150,000 on. But I do think it's also a reminder to realtors out there, like in the seasons that we're both in with craziness, with kids and family and all the struggles we've been through, we've found success because we had no other option. I often talk about on the show how there are so many realtors out there that are like, oh, I can do this on the side and make really good money. No, I mean, you could be the anomaly, but it doesn't happen very often. You have to like be willing to put your heart and soul into this. Right. No, abs absolutely. Absolutely. And 
it's funny the, the way it all happened. You know, I wasn't planning this to be honest, kind of take a step back. My plan wasn't, Hey, the, the company's being sold. I'm going to go into real estate. It was more of companies being sold. I'm going to stay on there and, and that's going to kind of, you know, have a retirement plan. Well, things didn't quite go the way I had anticipated. And before that, my wife had said, Hey, you know what? I think I want to do something new. She has this homeschool blog she's been doing for years, but she kind of wanted to, to do, she's always been interested in real estate too. And she said, I think I'm gonna get my real estate license. Awesome. Yeah. I said, okay, cool. You know what? I think I'll, I'll get mine with you. I'll take the class alongside you. I'll do it too. And I'll help you out as I, as you need. And as I have time, well, then these things went sideways with the company and things didn't go as planned. And it was like, all right, well, then I said, I'm like, I'm going full-time real estate. Like there was no question, but it had already been put in place. And it's, um, it's one of those things. It's a, the connections I've made and the people I've met and I couldn't have planned it. it to me, it's so clearly God's plan Yeah, because there's no way that I could have, I could have orchestrated this stuff that has been put into place that has led to, you know, where I am now and what we're doing now. And in typical fashion, my wife will laugh this because we joke about it all the time. She never did end up getting her license. She, she goes, I'm just too busy with the kids and school. Yeah, of course. But she starts a project and I finish it. And that's just, kind of, we joke about that all the time. It's kind of the way it goes. But, it, you know, it was just kind of a thing that just kind of happened to get back into it. Um, and like I said before, it was, yeah. it's always been something I loved. And so when that time did come of, okay, what am I going to do now? It was a no brainer. And, and it was, like I said, there was no option for failure. Yeah. Um, well, another thing I loved about, you know, some of the things you shared with me about yourself, you know, you talked about not only being a devoted realtor, but a mentor, consultant, friend along the way. At the end of March, I had an interview with uh, someone who mentored me years ago through a program through my church, and we talked about the power of mentorship. And so going back to mentor, consultant, friend along the way, like, why is that important to you? And, and what does that mean to you in your business? I think it's always important to give back. In my opinion, you don't you don't have to be wildly successful to give back. You can mentor someone. You can be that friend to anybody. A lot of times, I don't think people realize that they're being mentors or they're being looked at as mentors because it's just somebody that other people are looking to for support, for advice. It can be a friend that's just going through a tough time. It can be a sibling that's going through a tough time and just being there for them. And it kind of goes back to my my philosophy in life, which has really evolved and grown into how I run my business, which is love Jesus, love people. You mentioned yeah. that at the beginning. I'm a Christian. I'm a strong believer. And I was touching on, you know, those plans. You know, that's, it's been God's plan. It's not my plan because I couldn't have orchestrated all this. You know, that's just how I've evolved and, and built my business is love on people. And, and I think that's something that obviously we need to take care of our clients in the best way we can. But something that a lot of people overlook is agents on the other side of transactions. Like there are agents yes. out there that are just, you know, they're harsh, they're, they're yes. rude and they're, and they're not the nicest. And, and you're like, why, you know, we can work together. I, you know, I'm, I'm representing my clients. Obviously I have their best interest at heart and you're representing yours, but we can do that in a way that benefits everybody and with respect and kindness and everybody will be better for it in the end. 
Yeah. And I think it goes back to, you know, I, I love these interviews and I forget who it was, but someone said on one of them, like, you know, and actually I think, you know, I shared how I interviewed someone there in San Antonio. He used to be in a Christian band and then for a while in audio adrenaline. And he's a realtor there in San Antonio and we got connected. And he said, if there were more people that love Jesus and loved real estate, it, it would be so much better. And he talked about on that episode, he said, I call the agent and see what can be a win-win, right? Like, hey, my yeah. client will be happy paying X amount. And then your seller's happy. My buyer's happy. You, the listing agent's happy. I'm happy. Like there are options in real estate for a win, 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 win. Like everybody can yeah. win and be happy. It's possible if you treat people the right way. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. That, that's, I mean, that sums it up. That's, that nails it for sure. Ultimately, the seller wants to sell their property. Yeah. The listing agent is is doing their best to help that seller sell the property and get the best deal for them. So let's just, you know, there's no need to be rude or shorter. Let's do it. And I've been blessed to have some great transactions with some great agents on the other side. You know, I've also had those run-ins with the not so friendly person on the other side, and it makes a huge yeah. difference. I mean, I want, I look forward to working with those agents that were pleasant win-win transactions yeah, because it's just so much more enjoyable and it's just a better process for everybody. And everybody comes out ahead in the end. It is. It is. Well, I love your story, man. It's so cool to hear. I would love to hear, you know, you talk about balance in your business and I, I'm learning this right alongside you, right? Like not wanting to work these crazy days. So I'm going to ask you if you're willing to share fast forward 10 years in your business. What, what does it look like? What is George doing? What gives him energy? I, I would just love, if you've ever dreamed about it, I would love for you to share. Oh, yeah. I've, I've actually, I have a one, five, and 10-year plan. Um, okay. I'm a part of, of a business alliance out here. We had a meeting where th this was the whole the whole goal behind it. So Patriot Business Alliance rock while well, y'all rock. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really carving that vision now of one, five, and 10 years. So in 10 years, um, we, we didn't really get into it much. So my wife and I also started an investment company that kind of has two parts to it. One is flipping, buying and selling property. Mm -hmm. um, the other is long-term investments, which we've we've been focusing on short-term rentals, specifically in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, which is a booming short-term rental vacation. It's like a Gatlinburg, Tennessee on a smaller scale, like a mountain cool. town. So it's a really cool just escape, just get away, connect with nature outdoor activities galore. So we're building our first cabin there now. And that's basically my retirement plan is short-term rentals. So that's part of that. So in 10 years, I won't get into specific numbers, but I want to have enough income coming from those short-term rentals that I don't have to work. Like my retirement will be set. It'll yeah. be basically work optional. Um, and that's just my retirement side. So the other aspect of that is, you know, we, we'd love to have properties to pass down to our kids mm -hmm. so that we kind of give them that leg up. They, you know, they can have some vacation properties that are producing income for them and just having those assets that are increasing in value that hopefully they may not be all paid off in 10 years, but hopefully, you know, in 20 years, they're all paid off and just assets and, and something that will carry us through retirement yeah. as well as help the kids, you know, once we're gone. So that's part of it is having those investment properties Part two is the other aspect, the flipping side of the business. Yeah. Um, 
my 19 year old son has actually come on board with me now and, and is working with me in that side of the business. That's so awesome. I was almost going to ask if any of the kids have thought about real estate. So that's really cool. Yeah. Well, it's funny because he hadn't like, he really, I talked to him about it a little bit last year and he was like, eh, I don't know. And he ended up going away to college for a semester. And then he came back and he's like, I really don't know what I want to do. I think I'm going to work with you and see mm-hmm. how I like it. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, that, that I don't want to put any pressure. I don't want to try to sway him into it. And at first he was, he was not really feeling it. He wasn't really liking it, but I think he's, and this just started uh, January 1st, basically. Okay. Um, now he's, he's kind of getting in the swing and, you know, with anything real estate, there's 30, 60, 90 days out before mm-hmm. you're really seeing returns. So it's no different there. Now he's kind of starting to see he's getting in the swing. He's taking more of that side of the business on by himself. So I would love it if my kids in 10 years can take over that business entirely. And he's also getting his license. He's taking a licensing class now. So okay. he's interest, interested enough where he wants to be an agent as well. I've never really had the ambitions to have a big group, mm-hmm. but I would love to have a small group consisting of friends and family, you know, just to, where we're growing it together. And that's why my, my group is in Georgia Vila Realty. It's to a realty group. And that's because I wanted it to be something that's more of a, let's brand it together. Let's grow it together. And you're not just putting me out there. We're, we're building this group name together. 2A, for anybody that caught it, that kind of dual meaning there, two Avilas, because it was going to be my wife and I, as well as Second Amendment with their, our, that's know, awesome. <laughs> backing yeah. for firearms and, and law enforcement and just individual freedoms in general. So, oh, that's, so, I didn't even catch that. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. As soon as I thought of it, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And pitch it to my wife. And she's like, yep, that's it. <laughs> there it is. That's great. My mind so, is blown. I'm a simple person. I'm like looking and I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's awesome, man. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's another part of it is, is bringing in, whether it's my kids, whether it's, you know, other people that we're close to and kind of growing the, the investment business as well as the agency business together so that I can have that time, that downtime. In 10 years, I'll still be working. I mean, I'll, I'll probably be working in 20 years. But to be able to, I guess, not be on the grind so much. As you know, 10, 12, 15-hour days, I can't remember the last time I took a, a full day off. So it's just, you know, it's, it's been building it up and being at the point. And I, and I hope I get to that point much sooner than 10 years from now. But where I yeah. can, you know, I want to enjoy some of that time, obviously, with the kids while they're, while they're young. But being able to be work optional. My business is all organic yep. um, and that's how I want it to continue to grow. You know, I just believe you take care of people. Like I said, love Jesus, love people and loving yeah. people and giving them the best service possible and giving what I call concierge real estate service where we just, it's kind of white glove treatment is what I do with my clients and growing that out and taking care of people. The business is just going to continue to grow and I'll bring people on board that have the same philosophies and the same mindsets whose priority is to just take care of people. Yeah. And, and the rest works itself out. It, it sure does, man. You care about people. The rest works itself out. I talk about that. So, you know, before we close out, I want to hear what you're doing. But first, look back. Talk to me. You're you're sitting down with yourself either in 2002 or you're five years in mortgage or right after you lose everything, making ends meet. Pick one. of. I mean, it doesn't matter. Pick one of them. But you're talking to your younger self. What, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself? To me, it's do it sooner. 
go work for yourself sooner. Yeah. And that's, you know, if I just stuck with it back in 02 when I got licensed and and started to build my real estate company, I can only imagine where I would be right now. You know, I'd, I'd be in my, you know, vision 10 years down the road, but I'd be there already. Um, although I had, you know, I had some growing up to do too. So yeah. it's like, it's easy for me to go back and say that start it sooner. And, and I definitely agree, you know, I, I would have still gone through hard times. I know that we all have trials and tribulations and we all go through difficult things. But if I had gone out and just given it everything and had the motivation, which I probably didn't have back then because I didn't see the immediate income and I was like, okay, maybe this yeah. isn't going to, going to work but just do it sooner and, and start building my own company working for myself a yeah. lot sooner than I did. That would be it. And the nice part too. I, I mean, I love what you're saying. Do it sooner. That's a huge takeaway. The nice part is you get to decide like the realtors you bring on, Hey, we are going to treat people this way, right? Our team here in Pennsylvania, we're very open about our faith, very honest about our faith. If you align with that, great. And you're going to treat people the right way. Awesome. And if you're not, we're not really interested because we don't really want to have to be doing damage control when you're not treating someone the right way or you flip somebody off or curse somebody like we're just not interested. So we're not just looking to make money off people like come on over. It, it's really about, hey, but do you align with our mission and our values? So I love that, man. And it's so funny. Two years ago here at the end of April, I had sold one property, right? I had sold one property. And so even this week, you know, yesterday before talking to you, I talked to a realtor because I do these free 15 minute social media calls. And they're like, oh my goodness, it's an honor to talk to you. And I'm like, I'm a nobody. Like, stop looking at me like I'm some important, famous, I'm nobody. Like, go be yourself. You don't want to be like me, right? Like from the spiritual sense, I want you looking at Jesus more than you're looking at me. But even on the real estate, like, don't be me, be you and be the authentic you. That's what people want. Don't go model John. You know, I say to people all the time, I've built my business, social media. There's different ways to skin a cat, but find your way. Same thing. I would have done it sooner. And so my message, realtors out there, like, I hope George's story really inspires you because so many people listen to the show that aren't even in real estate yet or still work at W2. Do it. Do it now. Like, trust God to, you know, guide you and walk through that door. The best thing that ever happened to me was I lost my job. You guys heard it on the podcast, but like, you don't have to lose your job. Then go do it, start it, and then think about, okay, when am I phasing out of my job and when am I really going to jump into this real estate thing full time? So, George. Thank you so much, man. Your story is incredible. It's an honor to speak with you. As we close out, where can people find you if they want to connect with you or are interested in what you're doing there now in Broken Bow or there around Dallas? Where can people find you and connect with you? So 2A Realty Group, number two, letter A, Realty Group is pretty much all my socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're on there as 2A Realty Group. So find me there. Obviously, search for my name and our website, of course, has all that stuff on it as well, which is 2arealtygroup.com. Try to keep it clean and simple and straightforward. So mm -hmm. if you just search 2A Realty Group, you'll find me. Feel free to reach out anytime. I always love to meet new people, whether it's people interested in the business, other agents, whoever it is. I, I love to uh, you know to connect. You just never know when you're going to meet somebody who's going to have an impact on you or you're going to have an impact on them. So if you're sitting there listening to this going, man, I wonder this, I wonder that. I'd love to talk to him. Feel free to reach out. And absolutely. I'd love to hear from you. 
And yeah, so that sell it in, in Dallas as well as in Broken Bow. So expanded into Broken mm-hmm. Bow this year since we have the investment business up there. Anyone who wants to learn more about that market or short-term rentals in general, again, you know, same thing. Feel free to reach out. I'd love to talk to you. John, thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. George, it was a pleasure. Loved hearing your story and how it kind of related. And as I heard your story, it was like, it's cool to hear someone that's ahead of my journey that I can kind of say, well, how's he done it? And, and apply some of the things even that I learned on our call to my business. So thanks so much, man. Have a great rest of your day. And I hope that God continues to bless you and your business and your family. Likewise, man. Likewise. Thank you so much. Yep. See ya. Take care. Wow. <laughs> Guys, I keep saying it, but I love these interviews. I even shared with George after our call that today I'm, I'm doing a lot, had a lot going on in my real estate business. Um, I had previously canceled a recording with him, unfortunately. And earlier today, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this interview today. I'm really stressed, have a lot going on. And then I got on and had the interview. It went great. So I, I shared this with him afterwards. But it's such a reminder to me, like there are things in your schedule for a reason, right? How do we take those opportunity, make the best of them? There's a reason I believe, you know, not to over spiritualize it, but I believe that like God ordains these things like and I said to him, I needed to talk to you today, George, because it was so encouraging to hear about everything going on. So as we kind of close out and I share a few quick takeaways, I really want you to be encouraged that there's a reason why there's a reason you're listening to this today. Not that I'm anyone special, but there's a reason that you're listening to this. There's a reason you are in whatever job or career you're in. And God has you there for a reason now, right? One of my takeaways is talking about like doing it sooner, like George talked about, but still God has you in your spot for a reason. Now, maybe there's an open door that you need to walk through. Maybe there's, you know, a change that's coming, but what are you in for today, for this season, whatever it is, what are you supposed to learn there? What are you supposed to grow in? And that's, I think that's my biggest takeaway. Just, I was feeling like tired and not wanting to jump on the call. Glad I did. And it wasn't George at all, right? Like George is great. It it just was like a long day, but George, thank you for your time. You're amazing. So proud to know you and get to know you more through this call and just hear about your journey, man. A few of my big takeaways is it related so much to my story, but you know, when he said that it's always hard, right? Eight kids, ages five to 19, they got a lot going on there, right? But his heart is different than my heart. Both are hard, but everything's hard. Real estate is hard. Being a parent is hard. Being a spouse is hard. All these things are hard, but we're supposed to learn and grow through them. You know, as he really shared his journey, I was so encouraged. Again, it lined up similarly with mine that I shared with you guys in March on the podcast, but George had no option, right? And so I think it's a motivation for us to think about opportunities that come up and think about how we need to provide for our family. And sometimes the thing that creates the most success for us and our business is having no other option, having no backup plan. And so I'm so glad that he shared it. I love how he talked about his passion for giving back. My big takeaway is, you know, you don't have to be the smartest You don't have to be the longest tenured realtor, right? We talk about some of these things on the show, guys. You just have to want to help people and give back. And I love this. He said, sometimes you're being a mentor and you don't even realize it. So just seek to serve people and help people was a huge takeaway for me. Another one was, you know, just briefly was as he talked about his one, five and 10 year plan. Like when I asked him that, he literally had it memorized. And 
to be honest, I don't like, I don't necessarily have a one, five and 10 year plan. I kind of really, since real estate started all going like year to year and trying to survive, but it encouraged me to think of one. And so I'm going to process through a one, five and 10 year plan. And maybe we'll uh, share it here on the podcast, but thanks George for sharing that. And the fifth and final one, you know, and I kind of mentioned it briefly, but was, you know, when I said advice to younger self, do it sooner. I'm constantly motivated to continue growing in my real estate career and just wishing I would have done it sooner and taken that leap of faith sooner. Now, again, that decision was made for me when I lost my job, but it was the best decision ever. And I just am encouraging people, you have skills and abilities that would relate well to something where you could work on your own. If you're good at sales and relationships, maybe that's, you know, as an entrepreneur in some sort of sales business for yourself, maybe that is real estate, maybe it is, you know, all these different options, but I would really encourage you to do it sooner. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much, George, for your time. It was a pleasure to connect with you and get to know you better through this call. You guys make sure you check him out to a realty group on social media, and you can connect with him through social media, things like that. And uh, I appreciate his time. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. And I will see you very soon. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much. And we will see you on the next episode.